Free speech isn't what you think it is. How would you like it if the person sitting next to your child on an airplane is openly watching pornography on their iPad? What if a coworker posted on a company group chat that you once molested a kid? What if banks targeting the elderly promise 1,000% returns on an investment? In a completely free society, these things would be permissible. Yet I doubt most people want America to be that free. This past week, Elon Musk made an unsolicited offer to purchase Twitter for $43 billion. He said he wanted to turn it into a global platform for free speech. This sent the internet buzzing for days. Let's be honest, most people celebrating Musk's takeover bid were hoping that his first order of business as the new owner would be to restore Donald Trump's user privileges. Personally, regardless of what I think of Musk or Trump, I don't like the idea of one person, any person, controlling everything we see on Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg has already proven how damaging that could be. Not to be outdone, Musk purchasing Twitter would most likely lead to Jeff Bezos purchasing a platform like Snapchat. He already owns the Washington Post. After the Twitter takeover announcement, I posted on Facebook the question, quote, Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. I like Musk, but do you believe that three or four white guys controlling everything on social media will lead to free speech? I had no idea how many of my social media friends believe they are experts in constitutional law. <laughs> I also never knew how many Hispanic friends are perfectly fine living in an all-white oligarchy. But that's a separate issue. Politics make people crazy these days. And even though my question on Facebook was about the risks of a consolidated power in social media, the inevitable references to communists and Nazis became so charged that I had to block a couple of followers. It also made it clear that very few people understand the meaning of free speech or the application and limitations of the First Amendment. The First Amendment limits the government's ability to suppress free speech. Most people, including me, love that part of America. However, I hope I've demonstrated above that free speech is not absolute. Additionally, free speech, as referenced in the Constitution, doesn't apply to individuals or private companies. For example, any company can establish a policy that prohibits the use of profanity when communicating with coworkers or customers, and a company like Twitter can legally establish standards for users on their platform. Donald Trump didn't create Truth Social for the sake of free speech. He created it so he could have a platform where he can establish his own rules for users, which, ironically, is another form of freedom. There are even occasions when the government can limit free speech, which is how libel, perjury, and defamation laws can exist, or why you can be arrested for reckless endangerment for yelling fire in a crowded theater. There is a name for unrestrained free speech. It's called anarchy, and it doesn't exist anywhere in the world. So if you agree that there are and should be limits to free speech, the question remains where to draw the line. I wrote a blog a couple years ago titled The Silent Majority in the Middle. In it, I explained how even though the only voices we tend to hear from the media are the voices on the extremes of both sides, the majority of Americans are somewhere in the middle, politically. So instead of calling each other communists and Nazis, 
we need to have an intelligent conversation on what are the appropriate rules for social media. And we need our elected officials to do the same. Like most people, I'm not sure at which point putting some safety controls on free speech becomes censorship. But I'm fairly certain putting all the decision-making authority in the hands of three or four men is not what's going to get us there. I wrote this blog, obviously, based on what's been in the news a couple days, for the last couple days. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing. I like Elon Musk. I admire what he's done uh, from a business standpoint. Um, but that doesn't make him qualified to be the arbiter of what should or shouldn't be on the Internet. You know, we all agree that there are some things that shouldn't be there. Uh, at least I think so. And, you know, Musk is is in it for Musk. You know, he he admitted that, you know, I didn't make Tesla, you know, to save the planet. I don't necessarily believe in climate change. But I do know this much, that there's a finite amount of oil in the world. So at some point, we're going to run out. And renewable energy isn't just the right thing to do. It's an imperative. So, you know, that's a good business decision. That's, that's capitalism at its finest. And he's one of the best we have in that regard. But once again, I think that, you know, the decisions about free speech, what's appropriate, what's not, um, you know, where do things get dangerous? Do these platforms end up becoming tools for war or for violence or for, you know, something of that nature? There needs to be some controls. People, you know, they they aren't always going to follow the decorum of the way people should treat one another or behave in a civilized society, which is why government has to put some parameters or guardrails up for us, um, even if we don't like it. So I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation, and I hope that we can have this conversation intelligently and that we don't just get whipped into a frenzy by the news sources where we get our information. So thank you and thank you for listening.